We're two moms in search of inspiration. While creating questionable comedy. Moms are too. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Brookie. Hi, Mel. <laughs> Before we start uh, talking about how we excited we are about this next episode, I have to tell you something. What? I took my very first quarter edible. What? Yeah. Just today. I'm like super mm. getting into it. Like I took a mushroom cat, half a mushroom cat the other day and I was like, oh shit, this is like nice. You took oh, a- that's illegal. You took it. A- I mean, you might It's like a 20 to 1. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like microdosing or whatever. Um, but I'm trying to find my, you know how people give you like Ritalin and this and Zoloft and blah, and you're trying to find like your measurements of medication. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing with drugs now. Well, you know so what? But mom. it's natural. It comes from the earth. That's it's not like you're taking, a, you know, a, a hit of meth or something. You know what I mean? You're No, but I don't know from if... The earth. if gummies sugar covered gummies come from the earth no but what it's derived from actually that's i mean true. yeah but the, the, the component that's yeah that's alleviating your anxieties and yeah, yeah. And your and your stresses <laughs> is natural so we'll see, i'll keep you i'll keep you posted on how this goes and maybe we can or just invite it. me next time <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm oh, down sorry Sorry. Okay. Brooke, I'm very excited about this next episode. Yeah, we get right in. We do. We get right into it. Uh, Last week, we talked about growing up Gen X. Yeah, and today we're talking about... What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about how we grew up Gen X. And this episode today that you guys are about to hear, it kind of continues that conversation after we jump right in. And it gets into how... Actually, some of our like personal childhood harrowing tales are involved, which is crazy how we grew up. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, exactly. And then what our kids are getting from us that we didn't get from our parents and are we screwing them up? (laughs) Right. Because we survived at least. Yeah. Are we not giving them survivor skills? Listen, I am a drug addict. Well, she can admit that now. <laughs> I'm a gummy addict. I don't know. This might totally fuck me up for the whole night. So I'll text you later when I'm laying in bed, curled in a ball and drooling to off to the side. Oh, wait. So you just took it and you haven't. We don't even know. We don't, we know, don't know what's going to happen. Oh, you no, How many tuned. grams was it, Mel? It was like probably 10 grams. I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm so afraid. I'm of just that. a gummy, like a little. Oh, my God. No, you're fine. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you I probably won't feel anything. You'll be like, what? But I'm also going to do um, heroin later. So I don't know. If those are going to matter. Right. Right. And let's figure <laughs> that out. Yeah. No, let's All not right. do that. <laughs> let's get to it. Okay. So another thing that we had to do, Lashkey Kids. We had yeah. to like come home. I used to sneak in my window, my basement window. And my mom would get so mad because I always forgot my key. I forgot everything everywhere. I would like go over to Jennifer and Miss house and I would always forget like my rollers. I don't think we ever locked the door. Oh. I don't think we locked the doors. We didn't until my parents got divorced. Mm. Yeah. I think that was a thing. She would lock the side door and we would do like the deadbolt mm. at night. Questions. Um, 
But I would kick in the basement window. I hope my mom's not listening because I super <sighs> lied about this. Don't listen, mom. She's not listening. Um, I would kick in the basement window and come in. Or Diane Danzig across the street had to always have an extra key. Mm-hmm. But I think being latchkey kids, though, too, that's what scares me about our kids is I worry about Cece even just going down the street. Yeah. And I don't want But she's our- young. Like, come, I, my 16-year-old just just left. Just now. He just got on the scooter and went down the hill. Jammed out right now. And he's gone. He didn't even give me a kiss. I think that chips are going to start to become a thing. I mean, I know it's the whole like, I would Revelation 666 chip. I would chip. take a chip on my hand so I never had to carry a wallet. Yeah. Be like, Ding. that would be the noise. Yes. Um, but I worry about us growing up and having to fend for ourselves and take care of everything or whatever, that because we're in then in turn. Overly, overly with our kids. Yeah. And then how are they going to be self-sufficient? I think there's little things that we do, but I feel like the whole generational thing of you, our parents were greatest generation, right? Before our parents, our grandparents, greatest generation, World War II. And they were fucked. They had to live through so much shit with, you know, uh, depression and and coming out with all that stuff. Then our parents in the 50s are born – and they then go through their teenage years during the 60s and like strife and sexual revolution and all these crazy things. Only to then hit come up to the 80s. Where it's like, yeah. and they were like See ya. a complete opposite <laughs> yeah. of what, well, the society, society was a complete opposite of what they believed yeah. in. It, that was but cool. yet they, I think, still You're kind like, of minute, took I it in money and buy things and do a lot of coke i mean not to say our parents did that. i'm just saying that was kind of i feel like that was the essence of the 80s it's like money and coke right yeah. my parents transitioned from i think being hippies to being in bands my mom was kind of well i don't know oh that's funny was. my dad went from being in bands to being a hippie no he was a hippie and in bands oh okay to then being like a business guy yeah like oh, went. yeah. My dad ended up being a business guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's crazy. I don't want to screw up my kids because I'm, like, so overprotective because I was left alone. But I want them to. Like, how many times have you found yourself in a really dangerous situation yeah. where you know how to get out of it? Speaking of kidnappings. Yeah. I was – well, I was exposed. I don't know if that if I was actually being – about to be kidnapped. What happened? But it was weird. I was like 13 and walking home from my friend's house in the summertime. And we had, we lived on a main drag of a street, but the two streets that, uh, I don't know, kind of, uh, what yeah. would it be? Like Not anchored, but yeah. What is Book- that called? Bookend. Bookending. Our house was a horseshoe street. So I'm walking and mm-hmm. behind me, I hear a car and it's pulling up and it slows down and stops. And mind you, there was a cop that lived next door to us. Uh, but of course, his, he wasn't there with his cop car, of course. And I pull, he pulls up and he's like, do you need a ride? The guy said that? Yeah, and he's like an older man. Ugh. I was like, no, I, I live right no, here. Yeah. I was like, no, I live right here. I'm good. Thanks. You know, yeah, yeah. me, I'm trying to be like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. Like in control. Like nothing's wrong. Yeah. So like he he pulls uh, past my house, turns down that street, turns yeah. right, horseshoes back around, and I'm almost right in front of my house and I hear it slow down again and I look over and he's got his junk in his hand. (gasps) 
Yeah. His whole junk, like the balls and everything. No, or just well, they were out, but he was holding, holding and he was pee-pee. pulling on it. Oh, Yankee. And he was like, how about a blowjob? And I was like, isn't that what your right hand's for? Something like that. I basically, I was sassy. But really, I was scared shitless. Yeah, but you had that power. You like, like, and like in you. Like, I wish I wanted to shame him. Yeah. But then I ran shitless into my house and locked the door. And then I was like, oh my God, he knows where I live. So I ended up calling, he drove away. But I, well, he actually stood, I know, right? But he actually like hung out there for, when I ran inside, he was still like, in, who knows what he was doing? We know I'm not going to speculate because yeah. I might bar- barf in my mouth. Yeah. But uh, I ended up calling my dad. We called the cops. Apparently Fuck. there had been a guy around town doing that anyway. Um, but who knows what he would have done. That's oh, what gross. See, that's, but that's the thing is like you were alone and on your own enough. You were self-sufficient enough and like problem solving enough that you knew in that situation what to do. Like, yeah, Cece knows her phone number. She's known her phone number for a really, really long time. When we lived in San Francisco, she went wandering off at a, at a zoo and ended up going out to the parking lot all the way because she's just like, oh, look at things. And then uh, she she did tell the people that my phone number and they were calling oh. me as I was like approaching because I was like, yeah. Screaming. But I also was like, one of the things I tell her is if you're in a situation, well, we have a code word. Yeah. Right. For our family. So mm-hmm. like if somebody's going to pick you up, they have to know the password or you're not allowed to go with them. So she'll ask, you know, do you know the password? You know the password. I know the password. Um, But if they don't know the password, you don't go with them. And I'd be like, well, what if they say your mom's been in an accident? So we act things out. Got to act them out. Yeah. So what if your mom's been in an accident? They think this is hilarious. And they're like, <laughs> not that you feel like I'm trying to save your life. Yeah. And I, they're allowed to tell, to tell Gray, like, oh, what if he says, oh, my gosh, I have all these puppies and they need a home. Will you come with me? And he'll go, no. And then Gray yells stranger danger because he's not old enough to, like, have my full phone number in his head. Although he does have my full phone number in his head. But he just says, like, 305, poop, 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 pee, pee. Yeah. So I know he knows it. Yes. But. And it'll at least, you know, the hopefully whoever he's talking to will be able to at least <laughs> decipher out. the numbers yeah. from the poop poop. But, you know, poop-poop. my my teenagers say that it's no longer, hey, kids, can you come to my van for candy and puppies? What is it's, it? hey, you want free Wi-Fi? That's that brings tricky. all the young kids in nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think so- you need to switch your... Like what the wants. Yeah. Hey kid, you need free Wi-Fi? Got it in my van. That's fucking scary. Yeah. They made that up. That's not real. No, I know, I know. I, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you have older kids though, because I can learn yeah. weird shit from them. Um when we were younger, and I wonder if they have this here. When we were younger, we had this thing called Safety Town. Why do I keep hitting my chin? Safety Town. So Safety Town, okay, this was Come on down to Safety it. Town. Jennifer Listen, I Diane and Ray. Okay, so they were they were in River Park, and we went to this place. I think it was an elementary school, and they had an entire town set up, and you'd ride your big wheel, it, like for little people, like ride your like ride the big wheels around and like do little people, like, like real little people, or li- like politically correct little people, or kids, kids. Technically, anyone that can ride a big wheel <laughs> <laughs> and needs a safety lesson, yeah, so we don't go in that direction. <laughs> um, so we would. We would ride around, and we knew our stoplights. They had like like houses set up and stores, or they were short for little people. 
Was it just pretend? Like you would go to the store pretend? Or were no, you didn't go into any in the buildings, but you had to stop oh. the red lights. You had to know when to cross the street. So some people got to be drivers. Some people had to be pedestrians. But the big test at the very, very end was some guy came. I was chaining fence around it. Some guy in a fucking trench coat, long black or brown trench coat, came up and would offer you candy. Okay, that's weird. And all the kids that got the can like would get the candy. They were like, "Oh, oh!" The parents are shamed in yeah. the corner. They, did Did you ask? Did you ask for the candy? No, I never. I did not go up. I knew what was fucking happening. Look, I, have I a knew question. This play. If we're pretending that you can drive in the lights and like to know when to stop and what's green and red and you're in your cars, mm-hmm. that means we're pretending that these kids these kids are pretending to be adults. If it as adults they're I would take candy. They're still going and, yeah. you know, being enticed by candy and puppies. I think we I would need to really talk about what's going on there. Yeah. So I'm thinking the mixing of these two ideas, unless it's just safety all around, safety driving in the car, safety right. from a pedophile, safety yeah, from- Yeah, that's what it was. Like, you, know, you have to know all, it was safety town. Safety mm-hmm. town, you have to know when to say stranger danger, whatever. All the safeties. Have you ever realized in a moment of boredom that you need to have a new furry comforter right now? Well, I have. And that's why I love and I'm so grateful for Wish.com. They have everything from kids clothes and face masks to hair extensions and Jeep Wrangler accessories. They have vampire teeth, string lights, and plant seeds. I was skeptical at first, but when I found my much-needed outdoor shower bath tent and women's travel urinal, I was sold. Just make sure to look at the reviews with photos before you buy. Wish items may take no less than 48 days to arrive at you or your neighbor's door. Ugh, I love Wish.com. First of all, I want to make sure that I know when I can quit something and it doesn't make me a failure. Yeah. It's okay to say no to things. It's okay to back out. But when do we do it for our kids as a parent? But when do we do it for our kids? Like I want to put her in piano and dance and all these things. And if she doesn't like one of them, when do I know when it's just her being a kid and like, I'm bored or... How do I turn it, her into an Olympian? Well, I, I mean, I, I've, between the three of my kids, I've seen, you know, different patterns between them. However, um, you know, I continue putting my kids in things for them to experience. Yeah. And sometimes lessons learned, even about just team building and being in a team, even if they're not that, especially when they're young. But yeah. if it's not like their sport, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at least they had the experience. And then you can kind of tell. Then you You're move putting them putting tools in their toolbox. Yeah. It's true. Oh my God. I just had this conversation with my 16 year old today about he's kind of got a little injury. He's waiting to get this MRI, but he could still go to the conditioning of basketball at a high school level um, to show up and do weights like arms and stuff. He just can't do some of the high impact work. Right. I'm like just showing up and being a part with your team and saying, I'm here. I know I can't do the drills and stuff, but I'm, you know, I was like, you learn from watching. Yeah. So not only are you getting some exercise, but you're showing your team that even through injury, you're, you're a part of this team. Yeah. And he just doesn't get it. And I, I, and 
that could be that divide, right? Of how I was raised. Like right. you show your team, you're a part of the team right. and you, you know, you're accountable and you, you made a commitment to that team. And, um, and I, but I also told him, I was like, you know, if you don't put yourself out there and tell your coach, you know, I, I know I can't do this and that, but it's still cool. I come to practice. Yeah. If you just eliminated yourself from practice and you're not even communicating with the coach. That's bad news. Yeah. So you're, I'm teaching you too, that you, you have to do it to see the right. results. Right. You're, you're not going to learn from me telling you. So I have to put That's you it. in situations that you learn from, but not all of it works that way because yeah. I put seven into basketball. He got to a point where some of his peers, most of his peers were advancing and yeah. he just wasn't, but he was still going. It's like, whatever. But I'm like, let's try something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Music, however, I'm sticking that, that kid staying in music. He doesn't complain when he has to go. Does he yeah. put in the extra time through the week? Is he going to be a concert pianist? No. But he's learning music theory. Yeah. He's an emotional kid. He's putting it through the music. So I think you'll know yeah. what what the kids need. And you'll know when to pull back and when to push. Yeah. Because there are some things I say, no, you're doing it. Like the piano, you're no, you're doing piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. I think that's true. And I think, do you know the first time I was ever on stage was a tap dance routine a recital and I hid behind the curtain and my dad, that was one of my first too. Really? Mm-hmm. I had a little thing on a doily on here, mm-hmm. a doily on here. And my dad was like, Oh, I guess she's just not gonna, I guess it's not art isn't in her or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, she arts too. I art too. But I think that's the thing is like, I want to make sure that I'm introducing them to everything, but I, I honestly, I want great to be, I want him to be a professional baseball pitcher. It's just the way that it has to be. Right. He's going to be super tall. He is left and right-handed. He loves baseball and basketball. So he needs to do that. And so I feel like it uh, with him, I need to push him. And like, I know he loves it. And I want him to do it and do it and do it and do it and yeah. get really good at it. Just because it also runs in my family. But with Cece, I somehow want her to explore a little bit more. She has to take her music lessons. Yeah. And I want her to take, I don't know. I just want to make sure that my kids don't grow up going like, I need someone to tell me what to do or I don't know how to do it. Right. Because that's what's happening now. Yes. I mean, there's, they're eight and four. <laughs> but I, you So know, I have time. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think because we, there were aspects of our life where we didn't have that. Yeah. But there were still, we know the benefit of, uh, the risks we had to take as a kid that we're going yeah. to implement both of those into our kids. Yeah. I think we're, I, I, I truly believe that. I mean, I don't know if everybody's that way, yeah. but again, I'm pretty, I want my kids to go out and fail. I want my kids to go out and explore. I, yeah. And obviously I don't want them to get hurt. Don't want them in, in, in sketchy situations, but that's a boundary thing. Yeah. Right. Like my kid's realm shrinks real quick when he either, doesn't call me. I uh, went and picked him up. Like I, I didn't even let him get to his friend's house. He was in an Uber. <gasps> so I wasn't home. Not without his friends. Not without his guy friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't home. My husband wasn't home. And my middle wasn't home. But Kingston was. My mm-hmm. nine-year-old. My 16-year-old. Uh, I don't remember the whole situation. Basically, he talked to me. I told him, you have to wait until somebody can take you over there. Um, he talked to my husband. And anyway, he ended up taking an Uber. My husband was like, yeah, take an Uber to Andrews. That's fine. 
But he didn't tell Your my husband. husband that Kingston was here. <gasps> and I said, you're not leaving Kingston home by himself. So what did he formulate? I'm going to put Kingston in an Uber with me, and we're going to go to Andrew's house. <laughs> and then my mom can pick up Kingston on the way. <laughs> and I was hitting him up, and he literally got out of the Uber where I, I told him to get out at the elementary school where yeah, they used to go to elementary. I was like, get out of the Uber. I'm coming to pick you up. Yeah. You're not going to your friend's house. And it was right a block from his friend's house where his friend was, his girlfriend and his friend's girlfriend. And he was so embarrassed. He was like, don't just, and Andrew tracks him. His best friend tracks him. Like, find Mike. (laughs) So Andrew runs down anyway. He was mortified. Yeah. But I was like, no, you're not doing anything. You are grounded. Yeah. And now you're not going to get to do this, that X and Y for a month. The realm shrinks. You show me right. what you're capable, capable of handling, of. and I will that's allow it, and then I'm going to contract, expand, contract. Yeah. That's what I have to do is I have to, like, she walks down the street, and if she... See, we didn't have boundaries. That's right. right? We were just like, you know, Free our parents children. were like, have fun, <laughs> which is, you know, where we're kids. We were eating bugs and digging through the dirt and yeah. Drink whatever. Drinking from the hose. Drinking from the hose. But... You know, we we can still do that with our kids to a certain extent. Yeah. As long as, you know, we, we didn't have a boundary like, oh, if I do this, I won't be able to come out and play anymore. Because there was no accountability. Yeah. I can throw this rock at that car. Rocks. Because my friend told Snowballs. me to. We would hide on yeah. the corner and do like yeah. forts that looked like, like plowed snow mounds. Hide inside, make snowballs, and throw them at traffic. We used to put Hot Wheels cars out in the street, like in lines, yeah, and so that people would run over them, and then we could use our monster truck and pretend that you, you did know, it. Yeah, my my next my neighbor across the street, David. I don't remember his last name. His name was David, and we were like best friends. Yeah. Oh my! God. I remember he showed me his older brother's Playboy. Oh. And his mom walked in while we were looking at it. Oh. And I got sent across the street, and my mom was mortified. I was like, I don't know. He was just showing me Playboy. I don't know. Right, boobies. Yeah, it was boobs. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, there weren't any peepees. Just boobs. And I was like, I know what those are. When did you see your first peepee? <laughs> oh, my God. Should I not? You don't have to answer. <laughs> no, it's a good story. Really? Tell me. So I was at my friend's house, and it was middle school. I was probably, again, I was like, you know. 13, yeah. 12, maybe yeah. 12. I was at my girlfriend's house. Um, her parents' bedroom and her bedroom had shared a Jack and Jill bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Tell it. So she was in her room on the phone forever. Uh-uh. And my other friend and I were at Brooke Templeton, if you're listening, Brooke Bala. We were in the f- living room and we were like, where is she at? Where is she? She's on the phone. So Brooke was like, you go around that side and I'll go to this side and we'll bombard the door and like go through. <gasps> the parents, be- and I, I was there all the time. Right, right, Like right. I did everything with it. It was like my second home. Yeah. So if the parents' bedroom door is open and the parents' bedroom bathroom door is open, to me, there's no parent like right. doing yeah. anything that if the door was shut, I would have never went in. Right. So I go through, Brooke's at the other door. I'm going through and now into the bathroom. And as I go into the bathroom, her dad has the shower curtain open and is drying his back. <gasps> Full frontal. Full frontal. 
What did you do? Well, it was hard to <laughs> decipher by what I was actually looking at behind the the bush, shall I say? Oh, right. Little, it was 80s. like yeah, early nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of hair. It was a lot of hair and just a little bit of flesh. Yeah. Just a little peekaboo, you know. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was like, oh my. God and he was like, "Oh my God!" It was mortifying, and in fact, I didn't go over there for quite some time. I believe that. it. I would never go over there again. I, I mean, I did because I like to push embarrassing things that have yeah, happened yeah, to me yeah, and yeah. act like they didn't, and yeah. much like the guy with his wiener out, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and yeah. I was like, "You have a lot of wiener stories." I have wieners, <laughs> <laughs> and they were not like good, good experience. <laughs> yeah, but I always like. I don't know. So then I just pretended like it never happened. What did he do? No, he fucking went home. He had to call my mom and tell her. Oh, yeah. You know, like he had to. Oh, yeah. They they were fantastic. The bakers were amazing people. I absolutely loved them. They were hippies. They like wore Birkenstocks and drank unfiltered apple juice and, you know, peanut butter that had to go in the fridge. Upside down. Yeah. (laughs) Those kind of people. They were great. Yeah. Granolas. Granolas. Exactly. Granolas. I could never be a granola. But that was my experience. What was yours? I have two. First one is from a magazine that was out. And I like my dad under the stairs in my basement. We had like, I don't know why we had. Do you know why? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Do you want to know why? Who are you talking to? (laughs) Yourself. Our basement in Ohio had a back room and under stairs room for um, during the Underground Railroad. Wow. There are so many houses in Ohio that have, so we had, yeah, we called it our work room. Same thing. So we had our, under the stairs had like a little room and then not a room room, not with lights or anything, but like a space. There was the water heater and then there was a little nook underneath. And then in the, in the, um, the laundry room, there was a back work room that had no lights one little door that went in and I was like, my dad put all of his tools and stuff in there, but it was like clearly a room, a secret room, a secret room. Right. Or oh, it didn't have a door by the time we moved in. But, um, so under the stairs, he had a stack like this high of all the magazines yeah. and they were like seventies, bushy, bushy. And so my first penis was probably in there, but my second one was we were, I was at a beach. I think I was 16. I started very, very late in life. I think I was 16 and laying on the sand and this guy next to me had um, uh, like a thong on or a whatever, but it was too baggy. A European. Yeah. Like a, what are those bathing called? Suit? I don't know. Tidy thingies. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so tight. It was actually very loose and he kept like going like this <laughs> to get his penis like to come out the side. What? So I could, and he would look at me. <gasps> and then so no. his thing was too big and his peepee came out like underneath the little tiny suit and i was like ah oh my god <laughs> no that didn't that's so i saw a stranger's penis live what the first. fuck is wrong with some guys but see and that's the thing is like we are taught to just go ah, fucked up situation me yeah what is wrong I with toughen up and hard there was another meme that went around where it was talking about uh generations but yeah. they were you, this guy it was about it was one little clip of the first one was him walking and like somebody nudging him. Yeah. 
nobody's there, just him acting it out, like someone hit him, and how each generation would have reacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to remember exactly, but it was like, you know, our our generation, Gen X, like they got hit, they would have been like, you know, and kind of, and then the next one was like, oh God. Yeah. Then the next one is like, oh, oh." you know, or sorry, sorry. Yeah. And then the other one is fall down on the ground. And like, look, yeah. Oh man, we're fucked. Well, I I guess we have to sit here and try and think about um, what they're gaining and benefiting from our way of parenting that we wish we would have had. And hope that we're still giving them the freedoms to experience those things. It doesn't matter how quickly it goes. My oldest is about, he's almost 17. Yeah. He's going to be a junior. Then he's going to be 18. And there, I have no control. Now, obviously if he's staying in my house, which I think he'll still do. Yeah. Um, go to college unless he is freshman year he goes, but I always told him, I was like, as long as you're going to school or you're working and you want to stack chips and live at the house, you can totally do that. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but it doesn't matter. He's gone. That's it. Yeah. It goes by that quick. Now he can take my advice or not, but I can't sit here and say. Yeah. But he's a boy too. Yeah. He's still got till he's like 27 until that frontal lobe fully develops. That's fucked up. I know. I feel like my goal is to screw Cece up just enough. So to she where she's dependent. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I have that edge about myself too. Like with my kids. Do you know that we taught uh, this? Uh, I'll tell you the story and then we can go. But when Cece was younger, Charlie and I told her that elephants make the noise kookaroo. And like from the time she was born, he first did it. He was like, do you know what elephant sound? Because he's really bad at like sounds and accents and all that stuff. Amazing. And I, and he was like, and she was like, she was little, so she didn't say anything. But he was like, they go kookaroo. And I was like, what the fuck? That's hilarious. Charlie, that is not how, and he was, and I was like, oh, it is how elephants sound. And I am not kidding you, up until, honestly, probably today, even, she still thinks elephants make the sound kookaroo. And we tried it on Gray, and we were like, Gray, what does an elephant sound make? And he was, and Charlie was like, kookaroo. And he was like, no. They go, (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, oh, okay. But if we ask Cece what, and I'll, I'll bet you, if we ask Cece what, what sound uh, an elephant means, she'll say kookaroo. Hilarious. I know. Do you know the sound of a dying giraffe? What? <laughs> it's from South Park. Oh. The movie. <laughs> they were like, hey, the, the secret, you know, if, if anyone's coming, you make the sound of a dying giraffe. And they were like, well, what's that sound like? And he was like, ah, ah. and of course, everyone, you know, as an audience, you're going, what? What does that even yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then later, <gasps> He makes a sound, and the cops are like, "Is that a dying giraffe?" It's <laughs> the most ignorant <laughs> shit. As Winona Ryder is pushing ping pong balls out of her vajayjay. You've not seen South Park the movie, and then Big Gay Al sings his whole man. That was song. a long time ago. That was long ago, right? The ping pong ball trick. Don't show us. And then Big Gay Al's like, "Don't you think I look cute in this hat?" He'll never say gay. He's like, it's so great because I'm, don't you think I look cute in this hat? And then at the very end, it's gay and everyone's gay. But of course there's all men in those same, but they're tighter, uh, bikini. Yeah. My guys didn't fit. They were, I think they were loose specifically so that he could like nudge it. 
Yeah. Like fling it out. That's the best show ever. I, that's one of the smartest movies ever made. It's yeah. so smart. If you haven't seen it, South Park the movie. You put in the link. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to us today. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Mom's Art 2 is produced by Rob Adler and available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts.